amazing about this time during that we're going through, which feels a little chaotic and feels a little and crazy, is that we're able to have deeper conversations. We have been able to peel back some of the light fluffy stuff and really drop in. And I love um, starting with a meditation. So I think Renee is a great way to start. So I want you guys to find your feet firmly planted on the ground. And I want you to draw into this space of being open to learn and vulnerable that you are here and you are safe. Your eyes can be softly closed or softly open. If they're open, think about being in front of you, really letting your eyelids and your face soften. As we get into this, I want you to not have a lot of judgment on how this time is coming and showing up for you, but instead just bring your breath back to that inhale and to that exhale. Whenever it wanders, you're just gonna gently guide it back like Renee's new puppy, dropping into your inhale and into your exhale, feeling your feet around your sits bones in your seat and realizing that you are here. You are here. are safe. You are resilient. You are strong. Anytime that you go out of control, you return back your breath. Know that this is a tool that is always here for you. Heading back into that inhale, back into that exhale. And taking yourself to your favorite outside destination. It can be somewhere local. It can be somewhere far away. It can be a beach, it can be the mountains, it can be the desert, it can be your own backyard. What details do you notice? What does the ground feel like if you were to touch it? What does the air feel like on your skin? Is it warm? Is it cold? Do you feel your face? Or are you sitting in the shade on a summer's day? Or is it dark and you're under the stars? 
What do you hear? What's around you? You see. Because you're in this moment, you get to notice the tiny details. is blowing in the wind, new flowers are springing up, or waves are splashing on your toes. What do you see? If you've lost your breath, I want you to bring it back with a gentle inhale. Exhale. Knowing your favorite place is always here, always inside of you, and you can go there anytime you want. Settling back into your favorite place, how does it make you feel? You sit a little deeper into that feeling. Can you savor it? What are the words that come to mind in this place? Is there anyone around you? They are, what are they doing? And what do they make you feel? And as you savor this moment, just get back to your breath. Marie starts to fade away. Coming back into your seat, maybe wiggling your toes. Stretching your fingers. And all you're doing here is noting how you felt before versus now. Without judgment, maybe you're exactly the same and that's okay. You are softer in any way. This just be a gentle reminder that it's here. This might be a good tool for you to lean on in times of stress. You can shift your day just a few minutes. Take one more inhale, one more exhale and flutter your eyes open. And I think we have dropped in, Renee. Awesome, thank you for that, Tessa. I realized um, that I didn't hit record till after you had started talking. So if you're just joining us, that was Tessa Arneson, Chief Boss Babe at Maven Strong in Salt Lake City. I'm Renee Huang, I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and your host of the Ignite podcast. 
and we are zooming in real close today on the topic of resiliency. I see Jane Kim has popped in. Hey, Jane. <laughs> We're just going to keep Hi, talking Jane Kim. and chat a little mm -hmm. bit more about resiliency, and then we'll open it up for discussion. Um, so I did want to start with asking you, Tessa, you've had an intense couple months, and even before all of this COVID-19 stuff, started what does resiliency mean to you or what has it evolved to mean to you over the past six months <laughs> well man i feel like that definition i mean i've never used the word resiliency so often than um in these past few months um october 1st uh, my daughter swallowed a watch battery and we had to take her to the emergency room and we were up all night. And then the next morning, well, like 24 hours later, I passed out from um, an ovarian cyst and hit my head on the way down and suffered a concussion, which concussions for most of us, like, you know, we take a couple days off and we come back and um, we are okay. Um, mine has lingered. For now, uh, let's see, April 1st will be six, six months or seven months. I'm doing the math right. And it's been, it's been a bear to come from. Um, and I feel like at first when I was in this, before we even knew COVID was on the wheelhouse and on its way to us, um, I was really angry at the timing of it all because I had a lot on my plate. I was trying to open a new business. Um, I was really loving my life. I felt like I was working closest to my purpose than I have ever worked before, but yet I couldn't understand anything beyond a paragraph. Um, the words didn't sense to me. I couldn't connect with people. I couldn't, um, I couldn't read. I certainly wasn't emailing. I certainly wasn't looking at screens. Screens were a huge, um, barrier for me. Um, so it took, all of my resiliency, which, which at this point I know is now a limitless well, to dig in and um, take charge of my care because I wasn't getting answers with the question uh, of just sit and it'll get better. Um, I found a really great PT and started getting some really, really structured help with um, brain games, coordination, reworking of, of, of my brain to my mouth. And um, I am, I'm probably about 80%, which is, which is pretty amazing. So um, I felt like upon reflection, as of course, you know, hindsight's 2020, Renee, um, is that this concussion has really prepared me for COVID. And the challenges we're all facing now is, um, I feel like if I could claw my way back to uh, almost a unlivable life, that I could certainly survive um, staying inside for a couple of months, right? So for me, um, I feel like I was, I don't know, I was a little more ready for this, I guess. I don't know if that's the way I would frame it, but yeah. It almost it's been, seems a, it's like, been a journey for sure. Yeah, it, what a crazy sequence of events to happen. Um, and it almost seems like with resiliency comes with this notion of relinquishing control. 
um, which makes, I think, all of us feel so uncomfortable. I know myself, I, for many years, have <laughs> struck to plans and forecasts and really um, structured notions of how I want to live. And the last, I'd say maybe the last four or five years, I've made it very intentional to step back from that and really look at why I'm doing that. But it feels like a lot of resiliency has to do with kind of challenging our structure paradigm and then mm -hmm. relinquishing that and saying, okay, take the wheel. There's nothing else I can do. What, what yeah. do you feel like about those thoughts? You know, I think um, in every like really big hardship in all of our lives, I think most people experience a surrender moment. And I think that you were starting to lightly touch on that. And um, I had one in this and I had, have had a couple in this um, COVID epidemic too. Um, the surrender of, you know, I am doing literally all I can do. I am doing everything I can do. I'm throwing all the mud. I'm as educated as I can be about, you know, whatever I am going through. And then I just have to like drop my hands and, and sit in it. And that um, release I think is almost also a relief um, when you kind of walk away and stop holding, you know, whatever is so heavy in your, in your hands. What kind of characteristics do you feel like we need to draw upon in order to do that? I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of softening of the ego to be able to say, geez, I was wrong. Or, you know, there are other ways that I can be approaching the situation. What do you feel like character-wise is our opportunity to learn and to, to bring up and evolve in, in times like these? You know, I think character wise, it's, it's in all of us. Like we all have this innate sense to survive and be gritty and um, scrappy. And, um, you know, I know I am as, as a small business owner, um, for sure. That is like how I've described, um, ourselves, myself and our, and our, uh, and my partner and, um, those that work with me, um, as such. And I feel like this has just brought it out even more is, um, there is also though a, so a softening around the ego and um, taking away some of that. I, and this is where I think we want to, you know, talk about control a little bit is taking away of, of some of that. Like when I had my head injury, I had to give everything away. So every decision I was making, I could no longer make. And I was in the middle of um, designing a new space for our new uh, business. And um, I had to stop everything. So I, I gave away everything to every, everybody and then things by me, but for the most part, um, I was, I had no, no more control and, um, couldn't, I couldn't really rely on being scrappy in the moment. It really was that like surrender and that release and being like, well, there are were that, you know, there are worse things, but of course, but, um, but also there was a softening in me that realized too, when release control, I also am releasing the, um, I'm releasing the, the limit limiting factors of what I had expected, or, um, I had basically opened up 
areas to be far exceeded my expectations when I dropped that control. Yeah, I know that was a lot of words to say what I was trying to say, but that is the point I was trying to make. No, I was going to say, as you were talking, it sounds like um, having expectations of a certain outcome or a conditional outcome that you imagine and learning how to release that allows for other possibilities to flow in. And during this time, I've been looking mm -hmm. around and seeing so much creativity come from all different sides of the community and yoga teachers and coaches and people stepping in and being so you use the word scrappy and innovative and jumping on platforms like this without having any real experience, quote unquote, and just <laughs> saying, you know what, I'm going to try it anyway, because I have nothing to lose. And I love that notion or that aspect of resiliency, the fact that you're kind of pushed to the knife edge of your comfort zone. And then you just kind of step off. You're like, you know what, it doesn't matter whatever happens, yeah. there is no worst case scenario. It's, it's us all kind of feeling around in the dark in a new situation that we've never been in yeah. before that no one has been in. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what do we have to, like, what do we have to lose because we've already lost everything is, is, is like the notion of any sort of control. I had like a great, great plan for my year. I was going to open this new business in April I had like a lot of fun things planned and like it all went to shit and I am not, I am not unique in this. Every single, every single person in the whole world, their life is different than it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago or a month ago, however long you've been in the thick of it. Um, and so for me, what it's, what, what it's allowed me to do is almost, it's given me a sense of freedom of like, all right. So I have the access to a lot of the same resources that I had access to before, but what I don't have access to now is, is some of the ones I don't like, I don't have access to um, freedom to run my business as I was always running, running it, but I still have access to those resources, i.e. The, the talented people that I employ. So what could we do with the resources that we do have? can I put a new lens on it and I look things differently because the choice in my head was like, okay, I either like lay down at someone decide for me and lose my business in the next six weeks, which is what the numbers were saying for me, or I pull myself up by my bootstraps and, and really drop all notions of what I used to think and start from scratch. And, we did, you know, we've been able, to, we've been able to really put ourselves in a really innovative and creative space and be nimble and quick and try things and they might suck. And like, who cares if they do everything changes so fast right now that it, that it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. So it's almost freeing. Um, and I, I, I love like, it, I kind of thrive in this sort of place because I'm feeling more creative than I have felt in in a year so um I'm sort of like well shit what do we have to lose like we don't know what we're going back to we don't know what nor if it will like when it's going to return we just we just aren't sure so why don't we kind of throw our, everything up in the air see what sticks and something new because this is the time to do it we never have time to do this when we're living our other world. Right. And I'm seeing that everywhere. Like, it's like everyone's taking the carton of eggs and throwing them on the floor and just like breaking <laughs> all the eggs. There is no new normal. 
um, it's, it's kind of exciting. Like I think when we can get beyond the fear and the nerves and the unknowing, um, the not knowing of what's coming next, we're in this like super exciting period. I can feel it um, more and more in people who are innovators and who are not scared to try new things. And I see the momentum picking up of people saying, well, you know, everyone's trying to make the best of it. So how can we try together? Um, and yesterday I had yeah. community leaders on, we talked about the idea of community togetherness and it's, interesting because I'm seeing this like beautiful space open up where people are thinking of others and putting others first in like the most heartfelt way and that's something that I think our world was going so fast just a month ago you know we were thinking of yeah who knows Valentine's Day or whatever else was <laughs> going on stupid, and, right yeah <laughs> right and and now I see people every day on social media you know what more can I do who needs help? There's like a thread up here in Park City with someone who every day she chooses a different restaurant to support or she pulls money together to buy pizzas for the first responders. Um, I see such acts of kindness and it's pretty uplifting and inspiring. And I feel like we might be socially distant, but we're totally virtually united, you know, and we're learning yeah. these platforms. I, I yeah, and I I um I call call on somebody here because I know she'll share this story. But um, a couple weeks ago, I had a um, social distancing hike with my dear friend Jane Kim, who was on this call, and um, uh, I could cry about it. But we were sitting at the top of the mountain, and one of my favorite things to do is hike to the top of a mountain and then sit your ass down and meditate and breathe for five-ish minutes and just let your heart settle down. And I was bawling because I knew I was about to close my business. And it was, it was really, really, really hard. And Jane held space for me so well. And I'm hoping, Jane, you could share what you shared with me, um, which shifted my entire mindset. I got out of a place of fear, like in that moment and have relatively been able to get out of it. And um, and we, you know, we, we get to start, uh, you know, new direction and it gave me such clarity and what I needed to do, which was shift E to we, and Jane, I was hoping you could help and tell me about what told me on that mountaintop. Yeah, I would love to. Sorry. I, of course, the minute I like sit down for the first time today, my kids are like, I'm hungry, feed me. So I'm in the middle of cooking every a little day, every day, Jane. <laughs> every single day, three times a day. Um, but yeah, I told Tessa's story about how, you know, this whole COVID-19 has affected all the countries. And South Korea is one that handled it really well and swiftly. And I was saying that I really think it's because the culture in Korea is that it's such a small country that everyone believes that they're all one family and related. And whenever you reference things like your country, your school, your community, your family even, you don't use the word my or I, it's always our or we. So, you know, they say like our country, in our country, we do this, in our home, we do this, in our school. And it's really thought of as a collective community. And I think that piece when 
referencing this pandemic was so important to the culture because people didn't think of it as a sacrifice for themselves. It was really a community effort. And so they handled it quickly and it was, you know, it was really beautiful to see the whole country come together like that. And so when I told Tessa that she was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Like, this isn't about just me or like, oh, my spring break is ruined or oh, my senior year is ruined. It's like, how can we get through this together quickly? Um, so that's the story. <laughs> Tess isn't is that like, nice? Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. I mean, it really, it shifted my whole perspective on in that moment is, is I was so caught up in, woe is me, you know, poor me. I was going to do this and I was going to have these plans and, and it gave me such a quick shift of like, it's not about me. This is about we. And from me to we has kept, has been guiding one of my guiding principles in all of this to, to really stay centered um, as how can, how can we serve our community and how can we um, be there for other people in ways that we haven't thought of before. And me, it's, it's really kept me um, sane and it's really kept me feeling like out of all the, out of control, the thing I can control is I, I can still serve, serve people and that makes me feel good and it makes me it makes all of this feel tolerable yeah I love that I love that whole shift toward how is this impacting me to how is this affecting my community and I have to share you know the first weekend that a lot of this was going on and some of the shutdowns had happened um I had a family ski trip planned to Tahoe um, this was like the weekend right before St. Patrick's Day. And I thought, well, my kids are healthy. I'm healthy. I'm just going to go. You know, it's not going to affect us. I was really just thinking of us. And so we went and it was funny. It was a big group. We were going to one house and there were going to be like five or six different families. And the three families that were coming from Seattle didn't end up coming. They self-quarantined and said, you know, we're coming from a place where it's a hub right now and we don't want to to bring that risk factor and that really impacted me and I thought wow that's a way of thinking that I didn't even have and then through the weekend we were very isolated in this beautiful home in South Tahoe I was reading more about how communities are doing that and I had a total shift that weekend and I thought you know this was kind of selfish of me to want to keep having this this experience with my kids and when we got back I committed fully I I said, you know, I realized that our health is about keeping the health of the community at large. And so for me, that was a big um, waking up. I thought, yeah, I mean, it's making us all better, better people, right? Like, I think we'll all come out of this um, as better humans. And I think we're already seeing that, you know, but it doesn't mean there's not fear. It doesn't mean there aren't bad days. It doesn't mean there aren't so many tears. I really think there it's a roller coaster. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't like, just because I had that moment with Jay Mountain, it didn't, I always can stay in that moment. Like there are times I'm still sad. There are times that I'm still, I still, you know, have the self doubt or where's my resiliency now? Like there, there, that is, um, a unique thing. And I feel like it's like really teaching us to flex that muscle 
uh, over and over and over again and, and imagine how good we're going to be by the end of this at, at um, shifting and noticing and, and popping yourself out faster than we've ever been able to do before. And I think another component of resiliency is patience and acceptance and um, receiving, you know, allowing yourself to move through this roller coaster and not come down so hard and say like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way or whatever mm -hmm. other shameful words or thoughts we might use on ourselves. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think, um, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I thought we had somebody from the group chime in. Well, I was actually that landing for you guys. We can unmute the mics and if you guys want to share some of your thoughts as well, um, that could be a good time. I can unmute everyone right now. Okay, if anybody wants to just give us a little heads up on like where you're at, how is this, how is this landing? And, and you know, it can, it can all sound like bullshit too, right? Like this doesn't have to um, land, land with you like in this moment, but where is everybody? Um, in my, I'm, I'm Sarah for the, and I don't know if I've met you all. Um, for my industry doing wedding photography, everything pretty much came to a standstill or event photography. So it was a little scary the last few weeks. Um, not knowing what the future looks like, but I've been um, surprised, like what a amazing community that we have um, within the wedding industry. And then also overall, um, as far as connecting with different groups like this group, um, Tessa, I know, you know, Becca Peters, I've been doing her meditations that she does on Sundays. And it's just such a beautiful way to connect with people that I you know, never did before this. It's funny, it takes something like this to connect and grow and life definitely slowed down work-wise, but has grown in otherwise, other ways, so. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, did you want to share where you are and your thoughts on resiliency? Yeah, um, I'll share real quick and then I have to go, but, um, you know, it's funny. I find myself getting jealous of the people that are like, don't have three kids running around and are sitting at home quietly in their apartments, wherever they are. And then I'm like, wait, what am I talking about? Um, I feel like when I start comparing my life, um, because at this point, uh, things have kind of slowed down, but they've got, actually gotten crazier because my kids are no longer at school. So they're home yeah. all the time, unless this is the first day where they're out of the house for an hour, like this is the first hour I've had during my day where there's not like screaming in the background <laughs> for days. So I found that like this quarantine has not made my life more quiet. It's made my life more, more crazy. And I'm trying to adapt to that and find schedule or like some sort of like rhythm in the day. But again, like what you were saying before about letting go and how important letting go is as well, because this morning, my daughter was having a breakdown and I was like, okay, do I just like let go of, you know, cleaning the kitchen and the dishes and then attend to that. And because so often in the last week, I've just been with the kids all the time. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like stopping this negative self-talk and then also not complaining or not comparing myself to other people's situations right now. Um, 
noticing it when I do it and, and being like, Oh my gosh, like my problems are so less crazy than a lot of people right now who are dealing with so much more. Um, so yeah, it's just been like resetting my idea of, um, of normalcy because things are so different and, and just being grateful for everything, you know, the fresh air, being able to get out of the house, finding gratitude and all of that and letting go of the comparisons and um, maybe the quiet moments that other, other people are having these days. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I hear you, Holly. I see you on that. I mean, <laughs> I think, um, you know, I love that saying that what, I think it's something to the effect of comparison and is the thief of right? Like, um, there's different ways everyone's handling this. And, um, the, the interesting thing is just doing our best to not feel alone and to know that like everyone is, is doing their best, but also, you know, there is one almost identical to what you're going through out there. And it doesn't mean that you can't feel all the things. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think because, because there are people that have it worse, but that's not, that is, that is not going to help you feel better. That is that I, I think, you know, to really label that emotion and let, 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 let yourself sit in it for a moment and then, and then, um, work with it and then, and then move through it. Um, rather than, I think we, because we, you know, uh, I think most of our backgrounds were a pretty good spot and, um, it's easy to say, oh, we don't deserve to feel that way because other people have it worse off than us. But in reality, it's like we, everyone deserves to feel sad, right? We all deserve to feel all the feelings. And there are so many people feeling all the feelings and we're never going to feel it at exactly the same time in the exact same way, but we are all going to feel them. And that's what ties us all together as humans. Yeah, great point. Thank you. Jane, did you have Thank any you for sharing, Holly? Bye, guys. I have to run. Okay. Thank Bye, you Holly. so much. No, I mean, I feel the same way. Um, there are days where it's super frustrating and you don't know if it's going to be another two weeks or if it's going to be another six months. Um, there's so much information out there that contradicts each other. Um, and so there's, but then there's days where you're so grateful that you've got this nice warm home and your family's with you and everyone's safe and you can go walk outside. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, if anything, it's been a time of reflection. Um, and like you said, like, it's been nice to reconnect. I've reconnected with so many friends from high school, um, from college through zoom and we probably wouldn't have had those gatherings online if it wasn't for this and celebrations in different ways uh, to be creative. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get angry. Like, I feel like my son's a senior and he kind of got stripped of his senior year and all of the celebrations that take place with that, they're thinking of canceling graduation. And, um, you know, I, a part of me is really you know, angry about that because he's worked so hard and you want to be able to celebrate those things. But then the other part of me is like, oh, well, he's so lucky because he is in college and he can just chill and all his exams got canceled. <laughs> you know, so it's a catch-22. <laughs> There's so many mixed, mixed feelings. Um, 
I don't know. It's, I worry about how we're going to live life after this. Like, are we ever going to hug again? Are we ever going to be close? You know, are, are people ever going to go to the grocery store and not wipe everything down? And I mean, that's, I think there's going to be a new way of life after this, which is so scary to me. Jane Kim, I'm coming for you for a hug. It's not going to stop me, girl. Honestly, it's because <laughs> like, like I'm watching, you know, we were watching movies. I never watch TV. So I'm like finally watching TV and there's people like hugging in mass crowds and going to parties and big groups and concerts. And I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? Remember when we used to be able to do that? Yeah. Days. So I don't yeah. know. Well, thank yeah, you. For it can feel really, that. I mean, I think it's, yeah. And I think it's easy to fall into like, A, when is this going to end? And, and B, you know, what is normal going to look like after? And um, the reminder that um, my favorite mentor, um, well, I have two, I have two favorites. There, there's so many, but one of them recently told me that we never had control in this place. We just, it just felt like we had control because this feels, this is so, this is so big that it feels so uncertain and it feels so out of control. But in reality, even before all this, when life was peachy cream, there was no, there was no control about what to bring. The future was always uncertain. Um, and we never, we never had control over what was going on. So there's so much talk about, um, oh, I just, I'm, I'm a control freak. So this is really stressing me out. And and um, the reminders I'm getting from, from the people that are, you know, very woke in my world is we never had control in the first place, ever. You know, there are things that we can be certain of. And the, and the reminder was lean on the things that you can be certain of. What can you control? And there are, you know, only a few things that we can. And, um, you know, one of those is like, like really into my, for me, my morning routine has been super, super important because that sets the tone, mm -hmm. uh, for, and, and the feeling for my whole day. And that's something I can control. I totally can control it. I can control mm -hmm. when I wake up, how I wake up. Um, you know, if I get to spend that, spend those moments of silence, if I get to meditate, if I get to work out, those are all choices I get to make. So that makes me feel, feel more in control. So these are the things that I want to focus on that we can control. We can control what kind of food we're putting in our body. We can control if we're um, using all of our mindful tools that we've been building up over the years. Can we use those more when we need them? It does not have to feel so out of control. If we can, if we can just pop ourselves out in, as we feel like we're tipping over that edge, um, back to a space, okay, what can I do and what can I can control? Um, because there is so many unknowns, but that, but that's always been the case. It's just, it just feels so much bigger. And I, I felt connected to that idea of if I just knew when the bottom was, or if I just knew how long this would all be, I would feel better. And, you know, I kind of knocked up by the uh, upside the head, Sarah, by um, Becker's. And then again, from um, my dear friend, Lorraine Wright, and they both said, you know, it's never been certain. We've never had control over the future. And, and um, that's, that's really given me pause. And it's given me um, a daily reminder of, yeah, we're okay. 
all, all we all we are here is is like now mm. and today. But what tomorrow brings, we never knew what tomorrow brought. Even three weeks ago, we didn't know. It was just the illusion that we had that we convinced ourselves yes. we had of the control. Yeah. Do you have any other um, tips that you can share? We're down to the last 10 minutes. And so I thought this is a good transition to share other tips to stay mindful and stay um, in the present and to tap into the, the resilient side of, of us as we're going through all of these constant changes. Yeah, so um, I think a big piece for me is, I, I'm gonna reference this again, but it's, it's going back to that moment you feel yourself tipping. Uh, if you can start to notice that, I really feel like that is a, is a muscle to work. Not only the resiliency muscle to pick yourself back up once you've tipped, but it is that tip that when you feel yourself self to start tipping, it's that shift. And um, for, for me, it might be as simple as put your damn phone down. When you start feeling anxious because of what you're seeing on the news, you do have control to put your phone down. You do have control to put yourself on airplane mode. You do have control to set your settings so you don't see anything for 24 hours. Like at this point, we don't have to see, we're all in our houses. What are we going to miss at this point? So um, that's one of them is, is the phone relationship. I think his, our screen time uh, as a society has gone up so much to, in order to stay connected. Um, it's also given us so much fast information so, so often that that, um, that shift of like when you feel yourself tipping over, what are the first things you can do to bring, your, bring yourself back to presence and, um, and give yourself back um, into that breath or uh, what's here right now rather than getting into the future and getting into the uh, worry, um, that's the, the moment. I think that if that moment you feel that is what are you gonna do in that next moment? That's a great piece of advice. I feel like for me, it's the anxiety or the urgency. When I feel a sense of urgency, I have to hit pause and say, wait, why? What is the hurry? You know, what am I feeling propelled to do and for what reason? And that's like a really great piece of advice to put it down, to turn it off and yeah. to go outside. I mean, we live, yeah. we I live think, in Utah. Yeah, we live in a beautiful so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think the pause, I love, I pause for basically everything stressful in my life, whether it is a hard conversation or an, an argument or, you know, um, an earthquake. Like I love the pause there. The, there's such power in the pause. Um, so if you, if you don't feel yourself like sh shifting over that edge into anxiety, what can you do once you're there? Um, and, and I think Renee, the pause is like, is like one of the simplest tools that we can push into. And it can be as quick as 30 seconds. Like after that earthquake yesterday <laughs> or two in a row, I mean, I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I got this. I, I don't know if I can do this. This is just too, I, I, I can do a lot of things, but I don't know if I can do this again. And it, it put me into such a spiked spot. And what I ended up doing was really just sitting down for a good five minutes and just putting, planting my feet on the ground, feeling my hands on the earth and, and breathing and taking that pause. And that pause 
I can't believe how, how important it's been for me to maintain any sense of normalcy. Um, and the pause is, the pause is it. It's, it's one of my tops that I'm pushing into right now. What about you guys? What is work for you? That's what I want to know. Um, this time also, sorry, Sarah, too. No, 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 go ahead. I'm um, new at this whole Zoom thing. <laughs> as am I. <laughs> I just have really loved this opportunity to have time with the family. It's like we typically leave our house at 7.30 every morning in a mad mm -hmm. dash. Everyone's going their separate directions. And then after school, it's like the mad after school activity run. And then we don't come back to the house until 7, 7.30 at night, every single day, all four of us. And I've just been super grateful to have this time with my kids, like really having conversations with them about the future. And it really has kind of made everything so small as to what our priorities are because during the day you have a hundred different things that you're trying to run to and mm -hmm. being at home you really organize your priorities like what tessa was saying having control of the things that you can control and what's important to you and what brings you happiness and for me it's been like having those moments with my kids realizing that you know i chose right when i picked my husband and we've been you know having the time of our lives together like he did you know, he's been home every single day this entire week, except for today he's gone, he's operating today, but we rarely get to see each other like this. Um, and then, you know, moving my body has been so important and that's always been kind of a constant. So it's just interesting to see like what your priorities are and how they really whittle down to maybe five things. You can count them on your hands. Whereas like during a regular... Yeah world day I feel like there's like a, a thousand things that we're trying to do um but it's really basic like it comes down it sounds so cliched but it's you know it's like reorganizing your priorities so I think it's that's build your life down yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and I yeah. think it'll inform all of us how we're gonna live moving forward just because you can get rid of the noise and the stuff that you realize isn't important and just like focus on, you know, your relationships and the people and the things that are important for better or for worse. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Thank you. Thank you yeah. Jane, for sharing. Thanks, Jane. And Jane, I totally feel you. I have my husband and I have been working from home, both of us and we have two kids and it's yeah. definitely slowed things down. You know, we find a some kind of rhythm. We're dodging out of each other's calls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, video calls. But um, we're together, and it's not always like that normally before everything happened. Right. Life was so busy with I'm not sure what we were doing. You know, now that I look at it, because things have slowed down to be more important things, it's, you know, quieter mm -hmm. time. Um, but, um, Tess, I loved how you said we're talking about the pause and just stopping um, just to take that moment. And I do that with my kids often now homeschooling and running my business. It's just a lot of different juggling. Um, but we find hip hop on YouTube to be really fun lately. <laughs> so we're usually doing something like that. And then when I can sneak away, I love doing meditations or working out. But it's, it's like I'm finally giving myself that time where maybe I didn't do that before. 
and it's been nice, even though we're all home, just kind of carving out time to make sure I'm taking care of myself because, you know, we've been with each other, I think like the last two weeks, pretty much at home. So have you TikToked with your daughter yet? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's getting real when you start TikToking with your daughter. Have you and I? I have not. No, I've seen, I think she thinks I'm not cool enough to do that. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing that all. It sounds like this undercurrent of like gratitude and appreciation for the littler things, Mm -hmm. really what's tying the, the situation together for all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. um, structure, not necessarily control, but structure for my family Mm -hmm. has been helpful knowing that we're going to get outside two times a day, ending the day with a walk together and having like a very basic timeline has helped and, and sharing what we're grateful for, which is to have the time together. It's been something Mm -hmm. that I like focusing on as opposed to letting all of the the negative noise come in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to wrap up. We're almost at our hour mark and give Tessa a huge round of thank you. Thank you. Hugs, thank you. Thank you. Love your advice. Love your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share with us how we can get in touch with you and follow you and support your endeavors? Yeah. So uh, you can find all of our all of our things on the so the social media uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Tesla One is my Instagram, and Maven Strong SLC is our um, others, as well as Maestrict. And you can find everything there. Uh, you can also find us on the web, and um, you will be seeing more and more of, of um, things we're building on the digital side of things, and we're doing a lot of workshops in this day because I just think conversations are happening so um, we're planning workshops outside of just sweat strength and soul and also you know continual learning so Sarah I would love to have you on and do a photography workshop if you have some downtime so that's that's what I want to do with our time is is build other people's businesses online so that's where we're taking our next phase of our business That is so beautiful. I just got the chills. (laughs) Check out Tessa, support her. Um, Thank you for continuing to provide a space for not only women, but everyone to be strong and empowered. Um, As these conversations evolve, we want to, Wild Women Tribe as well, wants to help support and bring other people into the space and into the conversation. So if you guys know of someone who you think would be a good fit and have some great wisdom to share, please let me know. I'd love to interview them and just hear their their thoughts on um, a number of topics. You can follow Wild Women Tribe online as well, wildwomentribe.net. And these conversations where we are zooming in will resume next week. You can find our full schedule on the website and the set time will be 2 p.m. Same format, small meditation, discussion with someone on a topic that matters, and then Q&A and share time. So thank you guys for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good weekend. It's like every day is Monday. Every day is (laughs) Friday. It's so weird. (laughs) Okay, I love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.